welcome to the haunted ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the haunted ride. I'm your host, Melissa Cummins. You know, I never really realized that I've never used my full name on this show. I just, I don't think about it. It's not one of those things I've really ever thought about. I kind of just go, oh, you know, people are going to call me Melissa. I'm used to that somewhat. I'm not even really used to people calling me Melissa. Typically what happens is I will introduce myself as Melissa. They will shorten my name down to Mel, which I don't have that much of a problem with. I went by Mel as a teenager for a while. My problem, though, was when people called me Mel all the time that they forgot what my actual first name was. So I would go from Mel to Melinda. Sometimes I got Michelle, which I don't know how you get Mel from Michelle, but it rhymes, so at least that's a little close. Uh, Never would guess Melissa, though. Then it became that if someone wanted my attention, which you, you kind of know when someone's trying to get your attention, even if they don't know your name, even if they go, hey, you you know. (laughs) So I would know that people were trying to get my attention, but the problem was that they wouldn't say my name and I'd have to correct them and then they'd go back to calling me Mel and then they'd forget it again. It was a whole cycle. It's not as bad now that I'm older, but it still happens. So I just kind of, I prefer people just call me Melissa, not nickname it. Like I like Melissa, but people still will change it. I don't understand. If it has the first like couple letters of the name, how do you get Michelle. (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) But alas, that's what happened. So yes, my full name is Melissa Cummins. Now that we've got that covered, let's also talk about the fact that this podcast almost didn't happen today because I decided to attempt to choke myself on cream cheese from some cream cheese strawberry shortcake pancakes that I made. In the pancakes, you actually let pieces of the cream cheese stay in there so it's not melted down and mixed in like a typical cream cheese pancake and I'm not really sure what happens I decided I was gonna watch an episode of a show and I was reading the description and I I guess maybe I got excited and while I got excited I was eating the pancake and then I just decided to try to shorten my lifespan very quickly I got my poor dog concerned She was following me all around the house like, are you okay? Are you all right? I haven't heard you do this before. I had to drink, I don't even know, like three glasses of water. That still didn't work. So my poor throat feels like sandpaper. And I drink my tea. Like I love herbal tea. I talk about, you know, get your snacks, get your drinks all the time when you're listening to the ghost stories. It helped until I opened my mouth to speak. (laughs) Then it just decided, yeah, I'll help you a little bit, but So, you know, I tried to become a ghost today. Glad that failed. Can we also talk about the fact that Halloween, when this episode comes out, it will be on the day of Halloween. Now, you guys don't know me that well yet, but I love Halloween. I love October. It is my favorite month. It's just a beautiful month. It's when I feel the most me. I I don't like the traditions of Halloween right now with the candy and the dressing up and stuff like that, because I'm I am actually well-versed in the original traditions of Halloween. So I am a little like, yes, of course, the kids come by, give them Halloween candy. But yeah, Halloween, guys, it's coming. This year has gone by so fast. And also, while we're on the topic, obviously this episode is the let's broach everything today. (laughs) This show is not just for Halloween. 
I started it in October because I, I had the idea for a while. I was really nervous. Even before I start these podcast episodes, I'm very nervous. I have to take several deep breaths. I just, I was really nervous. I, I decided people might feel like they could relate a little bit more with the podcast if I went ahead and started it in October. So it was more like, oh, this is an added us. It wasn't the reason. But I am planning for this podcast to be around all the time. I want it to grow. I want this to be a community. One of the things that I haven't discussed really is when I was a teenager, because of the things that were going on in my house and because I realized that I was a psychic medium and a couple other things, I'm very in tune with spirits and ghosts and things like that. I had made a forum. That forum, I love that forum. I loved being able to help people. I love the fact that people felt comfortable to tell their stories to just feel like they had someone to talk to. I would also give people advice. I've always remembered how I felt with that forum. I always kind of wanted to start it again, but I was a little hesitant because when you're a psychic medium and you start talking about ghosts and you start bringing them up, if you are open and receptive to spirits and you have like that natural light around you, they will come to you. If you are open to them, they are attracted to you. And my concern was the house that I live in is not haunted. It is a very light-filled house. It's a very positive house. That was one of the things that I worked really hard on to make sure that I got a house that felt that way. If I go to any location and there's a spirit, I pick up on it instantaneously. I will not allow anything to follow me back home. But let's say I'm home and let's say someone died on my street. If there's a spirit there and you are open to that spirit and the spirit is able to move and travel, that spirit may then decide to speak with you. And I didn't want to have those experiences in a place that I was around because the haunted house experience and the experiences that I've shared with you guys thus far, they were so terrifying and so many of them were negative and physical that I just... I didn't want to have that happen. But eventually I just decided, you know what? This is a part of my life. So this is going to be around all the time. Again, I want it to just be a community, a safe space for everyone. I want you guys to send in your stories. You can do that by going to the site, thehauntedride.com. Click on the send us your story link or send me an email at thehauntedride at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud. I feel like I might be forgetting one. But the point is we're everywhere. <laughs> oh, Spotify. We're on Spotify too. So we're we're all over. You can hear the podcast anywhere. I always have a copy of the link and the email in each episode description. So if for whatever reason you forget it and you don't want to listen to the episode again to get it, I get it. Just click on the episode description. It's there. I've seen you guys traveling to the website, which makes me so happy. It makes me so happy that you guys are going there. Just send in your stories. Don't be afraid. Send them in. Picking up kind of where we left off with the haunted experiences in the old house, I want to say up to last year, I haven't had it happen this year yet, but I had nightmares about that house. And in my nightmares, it was always when I was really stressed. It would always be that I was trying to get out of the house, but I was still in the house. I always got out, but it was always 
someone trying to keep me there. Endless doors that I couldn't find the last one. Or my family, for some reason, me saying, oh, you know, I want to go somewhere. And I'm saying, oh, you know, stay home today. And that would not typically be something that they would say. I think until I got used to the fact that I have this house here, this house is full of light, and I'm safe, and I'm in my own environment with my own essence. I think until I got comfortable with that, I still had the nightmares of that old house. And I think that old house will always have that experience to me. I will always have a connection with the house. And when you have a haunted experience, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter anything, there's a part of that house that sticks with you and you can't wash it off. So even though I don't have the nightmares anymore, thank goodness, the essence of that house is still with me. But there were a couple positive experiences that happened in that house. I mean, while it was mostly negative, this one particular positive experience did mean a lot to me. In the previous episode, I talked a lot about my grandmother while she was alive. But after she died, during these other experiences that had happened in the previous episode, I finally saw her. I would, I would kind of feel her around me in the house sometimes. Little things. Like, my grandmother taught me how to cook, and she taught me how to bake. So my favorite scents were the scent of vanilla extract and almond extract baking in the oven. It's part of why I still love to bake to this day. And I love cooking. But before I was a good cook, I was a great baker. And my grandmother was the type of person who, if she had a plate of food and you didn't have any, she would make you one. So she would make these huge meals and let's say someone come by. And it didn't have to be anybody we knew. It could be like the mail office guy, like our postman, come by, bring us package. And she'd say, hey, you know what? I just made some like rice and beans or just made this. Do you want some? Have you eaten today? That's just how she was. She was all around a good person. And so I knew when she died, that's what she would do too. But it took a little bit for me to actually see her. I could feel her with me all the time. But to see her, it took, I want to say, maybe three or four months after her death for me to actually see her. She was in the living room. She was floating by. It was clearly her. She was in all white. I saw her apparition visually with my eyes. But as far as like skin and forms and things like that, that was more like a mind's eye thing. But I saw it like visually, like if you would have come near me and probably been a little sensitive, you would have seen her too. So she just was walking by, walking around, and I, and she smiled at me. She knew that I saw her, and I knew that I saw her. It wasn't a ghost that's on repeat. It was a real interactive spirit. It was, she didn't say anything to me at that time. It was more just, I'm still here, and I will protect you. I'm still going to do the same job I did as your grandmother. I saw her a couple times. It was very rare that she spoke where I could hear her. I remember seeing her sometimes. She was sad. It wasn't about being sad where she was. It was about being sad how we were acting towards one another. I feel like she was there all the time. I still think that she's here. I think she checks in. But I did see her and I smelled her sometimes. Other times I would feel her around. So she she was definitely there. And I do feel like she's one spirit that is kind of always there. Going into the normal negative experiences. <laughs> Which I'm so happy I can laugh about now because back then that was, I could laugh about that. It took a, it took a long time. I would always have a light on in my room when I would sleep by myself, especially if I slept in the middle room because 
if he if I was outside of the back bedroom where the portal was, there was more activity and it was more negative and it was more focused towards me. It was like it was like they were angry with me for being somewhere else. I guess because I could see them and interact with them and they could interact with me. So it was kind of like a giant play toy with them. And I remember a couple of times where I felt like like they would burn out really quickly. And and I, to this day, I do the same thing. I would always have a main light, like a main lamp, a table lamp, something like that on. And then come nighttime when I would sleep, and I, I don't do this part now, but I would always switch them. So like right now, I have string lights that are on in my room at nighttime, but they're on a timer to shut off. And then I will switch to these smaller lights just so I can see around the room because I'm probably going to be up for like half an hour to an hour. And then I'll turn them off and I'll go to bed. But when I was younger, these smaller lights would always still be on and they would burn out really quick. And I mean, I guess I get it because they're on for like eight hours, but it seems odd that they would burn out as fast as they did. I mean, I didn't have one that lasted more than like a month and a half. At this point in my life, I was really depressed, which obviously when you're in a negative emotional state of mind, dark spirits feed off of that. They were already attracted to me. So it really wasn't good for me to be depressed at that point in my life. But that's how I felt. My closet door had broken kind of randomly. And we had those typical like old school, you have a little knob, pull it open, and it's like a trifold, it folds out into a V doors. And there is one that kept, for the love of God, it kept coming off. Now, the first time I actually broke it, some boy was in the house and he was in my room. And he decided to try to like push me really hard. And I got mad and I pushed him back and he fell into the closet and broke it. So it took a while for that to get fixed. But then I finally got fixed and the stupid thing just kind of popped off on its own yet again. I can't say that I ever saw an entity open my closet door, but I could see an entity in the closet. There was this black foggy mass and it was just a mass. It was almost like if you took a cloud and you had somehow stuffed it in the closet, but it was, at first it became like a fog and then it became a mass and it had eyes and I could see them and it would like do that evil grin at you. At this point in my life, I had learned to put shields around me. So every night I would put a shield around me and I would always do it at night because that's when I'm the most vulnerable because I'm asleep and my subconscious is awake and I always have the light on. This particular day, though, I was not feeling well, and I pretty much slept the entire day. I almost slept like 17 hours that day. I, I was, I, I really wasn't up at all, which was weird for me because at that point, I started having problems sleeping, and my problem sleeping was that I could only sleep eight hours. If I, The only time I slept more was if I was sick. When I woke up, it was dark in my room deep into the nighttime, early morning, like one, two o'clock in the morning. And I didn't turn on the light. And I also didn't put a shield around myself. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> what's going on? This is not good. I didn't do any of these things. And I know, I know what's in that closet. It's always in that closet. It's very difficult to be sensitive and know things are around you and they want to hurt you and know that the only solace you have is making sure that they can't get to you. It's very hard, especially as a child, and knowing how evil this thing was. 
I don't really understand why it could only stay in the closet. I know there were spirits that roamed around the house, and we'll get to that in a second. But this one, I don't know why it could only stay in the closet. It couldn't exit it. But I also felt like part of it was because of the shields and the lights and stuff. In my mind, it's now out. <laughs> it was it was out. <laughs> I, I was sure this thing was out. I turned on the light. Of course, now I'm panicked. In addition to the fact that I slept 17 hours, so I can't go back to sleep. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to stay home the next day from school. And I knew that I needed to change my bag. I would have like a messenger bag and I need to change it. But the messenger bag was in the closet. At this point, it's now three o'clock in the morning. I want to change my purse, essentially. It's in the closet, which means I have to turn on the light in the closet to go get the thing. I don't know where the mass is because I haven't seen it tonight. I can't go back to sleep. So I really want to change my purse. And the other half of me is like, this is a really stupid idea. Don't go in the closet where the entity is that wants to hurt you at three o'clock in the morning when it's demon hour. Don't do it. That's dumb. So I waited. (laughs) I waited till four (laughs) o'clock. And then after that, I was like, I still haven't seen it since I've been up. At this point, I think I've been up for like two hours. In my mind, I didn't see it. Maybe it's not there today. Again, the entity's room in the house. Maybe it went back through its own portal and it's in the closet anymore. But I still felt like it was somewhere. Just couldn't tell where. I go, I turn on the light in my room. So the whole room is now illuminated. If this thing has a problem with light, can't be in the room. Great. Light is partially illuminating the closet because the closet door is off. I don't see the thing in there. Turn on the light in the closet. Still don't see it. Great. I looked around. Still don't see it. I'm like, okay. Like something's in here, but it's not showing itself. I go to grab the purse off of the top shelf. There's not a lot of heavy things on the shelf. And something in me says move. And it, it wanted me to move out of the closet. And it was so loud that it scared me. And I was like, okay, I can't ignore this. So I moved. And at the same time that I moved, every closet shelf in that closet came down. And they all came down exactly where I was standing, meaning they were against the wall. But that closet was actually pretty big. Like you could go in, it was a full walk-in closet. There's more than enough space to walk around. So for the closet shelf to fly off exactly where I was standing, which was right by the door, it was thrown there specifically. It was so loud. It sounded like an explosion went off in the house. It woke my parents up and I was sobbing because it was just like, I didn't scream. I was just like, holy shit, this thing, I would have been, I mean, I don't know how I I don't know how much damage a shelf could have done falling on top of me, but the fact that it was thrown at me and the way it was thrown, it was like it was stacked up there so that it specifically would have fallen right where I was and hurt me. When my parents came in the room and they saw what happened, my mom was like, what in the world happened? Like, oh my God, like what happened? And I told her and she didn't really believe that anything pulled them out of the wall, but my stepdad did. Because the screws were still in the wall. So it was like this thing had been pulled out from the wall and out from the screws. It had broken that part off, was still in the wall. It had then turned and been thrown at me like a spear. So needless to say, that black mass and I did not get along. I want to say this is probably around the time that, I mean, after my grandmother's stuff, obviously the spirits and everything kicked up. But 
I want to say this is around the time like things really, they really kicked up. I would be in the, we had converted the dining room to a TV room and I would be over there at nighttime. From it, I could clearly see down the hall to my room and you just see spirits dashing one way to the other, back and forth up the hallway, up the hallway, back down, back down, stopping. They were just everywhere. They were everywhere. And it was, they were shadows. It was everywhere. Male, female, weird looking things popping in and out, stopping, staring at you, coming up as close as they could. Well, I would put up my shield again so they couldn't come too close to me. But they would come up essentially to the border of the TV room den and stare at you and then run back. And they were so fast. And they were going all around the place. It would happen sometimes during the daytime. Not that often. It was more towards the evening, but it would always happen at nighttime. There's always something at nighttime. This is also around the time that I obviously would have bruises when I was a kid, sleeping with my grandmother and my mother, but I was also rowdy. I tossed and turned a lot. I would have these nightmares where I was fighting things off. So I would, unfortunately, for my grandmother and my mother, kick and punch and hit them in their sleep because I was fighting in my dreams. But at this point, I was sleeping in my own bed by myself, and I would typically sleep towards one edge of the bed. So if I was moving around that much, honestly, I would have fallen off. There were times where I would wake up in the same exact spot that I was, in the same place that I was, the same way that I'd fallen asleep, but I would still have all these bruises all over my body. And this only happened if I did not put my shields up. If I did, I didn't have the bruises. If I forgot because, you know, I was tired or I just thought about it late or something, that's when it would happen. Now, <laughs> one of these great times, I think at this point I had, I had gone to Hot Topic and they had this, it was like a, a black mosquito netting, but I liked it because what I had decided to do was make that, like have my own shield around me will then make that my shield around the bed. Sounds a little weird, but it's possible. It's kind of like the same thing that some people do with crystals, where they will either make a ritual or just kind of put their their essence into this thing and say they want it to protect them, and they will get a crystal with that property. And so that's what they'll do. So essentially, that's what I had done. I had made this black netting around the bed. And of course, one of these times when I decided to test it, I tested not sleeping with the light on because every single one of my lights had burned out at this point and I was tired of replacing them. Or I should say my mom was tired of replacing them. She was like, you can't keep them on all the time. That's why you're, they're burning out. And I was like, well, that doesn't explain the night lights and stuff like that. Like that doesn't explain that. I decided to sleep without the light on, but I did have all my shields and stuff. I woke up and I've seen this in a movie once. It freaked me out then and it freaked me out just like when it happened. But there's a scene in one of those spirit movies where the whole room is like jam-packed with spirits. It's like they're almost overlapping. It's almost like you are the singer at a stadium and those are all your fans. The netting, which was around the entire bed, outside of the netting, there was nothing but black shadows of men, women, children, families. Like, I could tell some of them were family ghosts. There was a difference between what was a, it was a clear difference to me, what was a ghost, positive, or negative spirit. And not a spirit at all. There was a very clear difference. In this, there were, there were spirits. There were some things that were a little darker. 
the way that I sort of break down demons is that there's different levels of them. That also means they have different power signatures of what they can do, physical or not physical. But that also means that they have different negative feelings with them. There were things that was like, almost a demon, not quite there yet. Or trying to act like it was, but it wasn't. So I wouldn't put those under like spirits. I would just put those under in-betweens. But some of those were like, what was very interesting though, was like all the spirits were to one side and all these other things were to another. So, but they were all there. And I woke up and I saw them. I didn't scream. <laughs> I, like I told you guys, I promised that I had gotten out of that habit and I didn't cry. I was just like, all right, the netting works. <laughs> and it's going to sound weird, but I panicked a little inside. And then I just said, all right, the netting works. My shields work. You can't get to me. That was all I wanted. Now I know that's possible. And I'm going to go to sleep now. And I went to sleep. I realize it sounds insane that you wake up and you see all these spirits around you and you go to sleep. But I guess when you live in a haunted house and also the fact that the activity was towards me, whenever activity would happen towards my parents, I would just put a shield around them. A part of my spiritual essence was in that. So you could very clearly see that it's part of me. So then that would redirect the spirit back to me. So I was the target and I took the brunt of everything. And if something went after my parents, I just tried to protect them as best as I could because they didn't, they didn't want anything to do with it. They didn't want to believe in it. They didn't, nothing. But I knew I didn't have that option. I just kind of got used to it. I just got used to the hauntings. I got used to the crap. I got used to having the bruises. I just thought, Eh, well, you know, this is just how my life is going to be. And I got, it didn't, doesn't mean it didn't scare me anymore, but I got used to it. And, and also saying that I got used to, so, and also saying I got used to these things. I will also say one of the times that I saw something that got attracted to the house, but was not in the house yet. This house had other neighboring houses. It was an old school house, so which means you actually had a yard and you had space in between your houses. The issue with the house is that it backed up to a swale or a drainage trench in the back. And it was surrounded by forest. Florida, though, also was built on a bit of sand. And you have coquina, things like that, that hold on to energies. Maybe I'm the one who attracted this thing to the house. I don't, I don't know. But it got attracted to the house. We were having a hurricane. We lost power. We needed air, though. We opened up all of the doors and windows, which also included the front door, which in this day and age, as an adult, I would never do this and think it's okay. We ended up sleeping with it that way, by the way, too. This was before three o'clock, so we had fallen asleep. I had woke up, and I woke up because I felt something watching me and something just wrong, and I rolled over and I looked at the door. There was this floating entity. It was a woman with red eyes and she wanted into the house that's what she wanted what was really interesting is I kind of feel like my mother actually felt her because my mother wanted to get up for some reason and she kept pacing I feel like she felt the uncomfortable vibe that this entity was at the front door I don't think she could see it I just looked at it and I said no I said you're not welcome here and you can't come in you need to leave and it was pissed it was so mad. So what I did was I put a shield over all of the house. Oh, that, that entity was mad. 
She was so mad. She went in, in that house so badly. I was like, nope, like you're evil. You're not coming in here. You need to leave. It left. I guess it just gave up and it left. Until that point, my mom finally came and she came over and she laid back down. She went back to sleep. If you want to figure out a way to get an NCD out of your house or not let it come in, just think of a big spirit dome and then turn around and tell it, have a good day, entity, because you can't come in here. Bye-bye. And with that, I will leave you guys for today. So I hope you enjoyed the stories. I hope you also enjoyed the stories from last week's episode. I still have a couple more for next week, which is amazing to me because it's still really hard for me to think about the fact that I went through all this and went through it by myself as a kid. I didn't have anyone to talk to you about it. I am an only child. I didn't talk to any of my friends about it. I just kept it to myself. And that was really hard for me as a kid. Because when I tried to talk about it, people didn't believe me. And if my family wasn't going to believe me, I damn sure wasn't going to try for anybody else to believe me. In my mind, no one would believe me. And that was it. And no one was going to be welcoming to these things. And if it wasn't for the shows that came out, A Haunting, The Haunted, Haunted House, and... My greatest hope for this podcast is that this podcast becomes somebody else's outlet. That they sit down and they go, you know what? This is what happened to me. I'm validating that this is what happened to me. And I can't do anything about the fact that it happened. It happened. It's already gone through. But at least I know I have somewhere to turn to. At least I know I'm not alone. This happened to other people. So with that, I'll leave you guys. I hope you have a great day. I hope you have an amazing Halloween. Um, please don't play with Ouija boards. Please don't play with Ouija boards, especially not on Halloween or November 1st or even November 2nd. Don't play with them at all. But can you please like block those three days out of your calendar to not play with them? I, I want to get your stories, but I don't want you to have a demon in your house. So, you know, I'm trying to give you a foresight into don't get a demon in your house. But again, I hope you enjoyed the episode and have a great day. Don't let the ghost get you. Bye.